Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Breaking news tonight, deadly storm system, powerful tornadoes, and torrential rains slam the south. Toppling trees into traffic, destroying homes and flooding neighborhoods. At least three dead tonight, more than 100,000 without power. Unapologetic, the president celebrates his acquittal at a White House pep rally, praising his allies and unloading on his enemies. It was dirty cops, it was leakers and liars. Tonight, the Speaker of the House firing back. Stranded by the virus, thousands quarantined on two cruise ships, including hundreds of Americans. Plus, more flights now airlifting U.S. citizens out of China as the first baby born with coronavirus is delivered. Where are they? Why don't you give us answers? The mother of two missing children in Idaho, refusing to say if they're safe. Why is she in Hawaii with her new husband? And what did police find in this storage unit thousands of miles away? Boosters see danger. The crash test video now raising questions about using the seats for small children. Could one little girl's horrific injury have been prevented? What every parent needs to know. Cliffhangers, they were dream homes on Lake Michigan. So why are they now hanging in the balance? The new health alert for pregnant women. How your blood pressure right now could affect you for years to come. And of this world. She made history soaring above the atmosphere. Tonight, an American astronaut comes back down to Earth. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news. A powerful storm system is leaving a path of destruction from the Florida Panhandle to Virginia. There are reports tonight of 10 tornadoes in the Carolinas after dozens hit Mississippi and Alabama yesterday, Wednesday. At least three people have been killed. More than 100,000 customers are without power. And states of emergency have been declared in parts of Virginia, West Virginia, and North Carolina. Tonight, everyone who lives near rivers and lakes in the Tennessee Valley is being warned to prepare for flooding. Janet Shamlian leads us off tonight from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Man versus Mother Nature, a tornado at the door in Spartanburg, South Carolina. <laughs> Strong storms tearing across the southeast today. Damaging winds overturned 18 wheelers, toppling billboards and taking down power lines. A hole ripped right through the roof of these apartments. It is bad. Oh, God, it's bad over there. I mean, these trees pulled up from the root and just thrown. I mean, they on top of buildings. In North Carolina, air traffic controllers were forced to evacuate the tower at the Charlotte airport. We are essentially a ground stop due to uh, potential tornadoes. At schools in the danger zone, students sheltered in hallways. The storms first slammed Mississippi, a tornado there cutting an eight-mile path. Another twister in Alabama, more homes in pieces. So far, three deaths from the storm, including a Tennessee teacher after a tree fell on a bus. In Georgia, fierce winds downed a large tree onto one of Atlanta's busiest interstates. Beyond tornadoes, rising floodwaters damaged homes in Tennessee, swamp roads in Kentucky, and in South Carolina, fire crews rescued people as rivers overflowed. Here in Spartanburg, trees like this 100-year-old oak are down all over town, and this one split a home in two. Fortunately, the family who lives here was not here at the time. They were down the street in another home where they took shelter. Neighbors say there was very little warning. Nora? All right, Janet, stay safe out there. Thank you. President Trump took a victory lap today, just one day after his acquittal by the Senate, holding up headlines from newspapers whose subscriptions he said he would cancel and mixing shout outs to supporters and put downs of his enemies. Ben Tracy reports tonight from the White House. President Trump entered the East Room filled with his supporters and claimed victory, but also painted himself as a victim. We went through hell, unfairly, did nothing wrong. He then aired three years' worth of grievances. It was dirty cups, uh, it was leakers and liars, Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. The president was not contrite. He did not apologize, except to his family. For having them have to go through a phony, rotten deal by some very evil and sick people. The hour-long, largely unscripted performance was a stark contrast to Bill Clinton's less than two-minute long speech after his acquittal in 1999. I want to say again to the American people how profoundly sorry I am. Today was about presidential payback, aimed at Mr. Trump's political opponents. Adam Schiff is a vicious, horrible person. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. On the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue, the speaker returned the favor. He's impeached forever, no matter what he says or whatever headlines he wants to carry around. President Trump is also not hiding his contempt for Mitt Romney, the only Republican senator who voted to convict. My faith is at the heart of who I am. 
This morning, President Trump questioned that at the national prayer breakfast. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. In his speech today, President Trump also railed against the investigations into his 2016 campaign. Attorney General Bill Barr was here at the White House for that speech. He now says that any investigations into the 2020 candidates have to be approved by him. Nora. All right, Ben, thank you. Well, tonight, another group of Americans is heading home from the outbreak zone in China. About 250 evacuees will arrive in San Antonio, Texas tomorrow. 70 others are going to Omaha, Nebraska. They'll be quarantined on military bases for two weeks, getting checked for that deadly coronavirus. There's also an update tonight about those Americans infected aboard a cruise ship. Ramey Innocencio has the new details. Tonight, Three Americans are among 20 passengers who have tested positive for coronavirus on a luxury cruise ship off the coast of Japan. They were seen being escorted off the Diamond Princess cruise liner to be taken to a mainland hospital for treatment. They were among 3,700 passengers on lockdown, some of whom have posted video of what it's like on board. Masked health workers, virtually deserted public spaces. One passenger called the ship a floating luxury prison. Looking at nearly two more weeks confined to her cabin, Trudy Clement is unsettled. Um, apparently we're going to be allowed out to stretch our legs tomorrow, but we, we are being supervised when we do that, and we only can go to a certain area of the ship, and we must mask up. Clement said she feels like an alien. We look down off the balcony, and we see all these people masked, gowned, gloved, and it's just like the people that deliver food to our room. You open the door and it's you feel like E.T. at the end of the movie. In China, one of the doctors who sounded the alarm about coronavirus died today of the illness. Meanwhile, two newborns, one barely 30 hours old, have been diagnosed with the virus. And here in Hong Kong, another 4,000 people have been quarantined on this ship, the World Dream, over the past two days. Now, that's after more than 30 crew members complained of feeling sick. We're waiting on final test results. Nora? All right, Ramey, thank you. Well, we thought by tonight we would know who won Iowa's caucuses, but the results were delayed even further when the chairman of the Democratic National Committee called for a recanvas or a review of the vote. Tonight, Ed O'Keefe has the candidate's reaction. All right, thank you all for being here. With Iowa Democrats under pressure to count the votes again, Senator Bernie Sanders called the delay unfair and an outrage before claiming victory in the caucus. We are now ahead by over 2,500 votes. That's in the popular vote. Pete Buttigieg has claimed victory based on his lead in state delegates, but there's still 3% of the vote yet to be counted. Why not let Iowa finish counting first before declaring victory? Given the fact that we have waited three days, and now there is a talk of another recount, you know, maybe we might want the decisions of the Iowa caucus before the November election. In his call for a recanvas, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee tweeted, enough is enough, and said it was necessary to assure public confidence in the results. The Iowa Democratic Party says it's ready to move forward if it gets a request from a presidential campaign. Meanwhile, Sanders announced he raised $25 million in January, more than any of the Democratic candidates raised in the entire fourth quarter. And a new poll finds Sanders ahead in New Hampshire, with Buttigieg in second. New Hampshire is New Hampshire. And New Hampshire is not the kind of place to let Iowa or anybody else tell you what to do. 
A re-canvas of the Iowa results is unlikely because no campaign has requested one. Meanwhile, here in New Hampshire today, state officials went to great lengths to assure residents nothing like what happened in Iowa will happen here next Tuesday on primary day. Nora. All right, we'll be there. Thank you, Ed. A new investigation is raising serious questions about the safety of a popular booster car seat for children. Video obtained by the investigative website ProPublica shows a dummy being violently tossed around during a side crash test. They found one company marketed its booster seats for children who experts worry may be too small to be fully protected in such crashes. Chris Van Cleve has one family's story. Jillian Brown was about to start kindergarten in 2016 when her world changed. Her parents, Jay and Lindsay. And the first thing I did was look back to, to see, um, to check on the girls. Lindsay was driving her daughters, Jillian and Samantha, to daycare when they were hit on the driver's side. Jillian was in an even flow big kids booster seat, but was internally decapitated, paralyzed from the neck down in the crash. Now a ventilator keeps her alive. The Browns are now suing Evenflow, but the company says Jillian's booster performed as designed and her injuries were primarily due to the severity of the crash and or driver error. Her booster meets or exceeds federal standards and was side impact crash tested, but there's no federal standard for that test and videos of Evenflow's crash tests obtained by ProPublica show booster seats passing even though the child-sized test dummy is tossed about. Dr. Ben Hoffman reviewed the videos. I, I think the word that I used to describe them initially was horrific. Human beings just aren't built to survive that amount of movement. A car seat with a harness fares better in the crash test. The dummy largely stays in place. In the booster seat, the dummy slips out of the seatbelt shoulder restraint. During depositions obtained by ProPublica, Evenflow employees explain the only way to fail the company's crash test is if the dummy falls completely out of the seat or if the seat itself breaks. Evenflow touted its side impact test uh, as something that was rigorous. The test was anything but rigorous. Just months before Jillian's accident, Evenflow changed the height and weight requirement in the owner's manual, raising the minimum weight from at least 30 pounds to a minimum of 40. The company did not notify customers like the Browns already using the seats because Evenflow says there was no safety impact with that change. Jillian weighed just under 37 pounds at the time of the crash. Evenflow declined our request for an on-camera interview but says they are a pioneer in side impact testing and provide safe, effective and affordable products, adding they comply with all federal standards which do allow selling booster seats to kids 30 pounds and up. Well, you look at those pictures. This is such an important warning for parents. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Some alarming news today. For millions who live along the Great Lakes, the Army Corps of Engineers says three of the five lakes, Michigan, Huron, and Superior, broke January records for water levels. And as Dean Reynolds reports, all that water is now forcing many with waterfront property into a battle to save their homes. The other day, Tish Ganser looked out on the waters of Lake Michigan, the final resting place of her house. Built by her grandfather, most of her lakefront cottage fell off a cliff on New Year's Eve, leaving only a bit of foundation. I just can't believe how much of it is gone. And I'm not a rich person, and I really don't know how I'm going to get out of this. With those 10 to 14 foot waves out here. Nick Bonstell, the director of the Ottawa County Michigan Emergency Management Team, noted that the lakes were at or near their lowest point as recently as 2013. Nobody has seen how quick 
and how much property has been lost in such a short amount of time with this type of erosion. Across the Great Lakes, the inundation has been accompanied by more frequent and intense storms that have stripped away the sandy base of beachfront homes. There's so many wonderful memories. Rita Alton lives in Manistee, Michigan. Her nearly 70-year-old home lies a few feet from disaster. A third of a mile of her property has already washed away. I'm just sitting here waiting for the rest to go down. A desperate effort by homeowners is now underway to move their houses away from the approaching cliffs or build stone barriers to retain the shifting sands below. There's not many options. It's basically uh, do this or lose your home. The last two years were the wettest in more than a century for the Great Lakes, virtually ensuring another season of unusually high water levels that could turn dream homes into nightmares. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Montague, Michigan. That is such a nightmare. Thank you, Dean. Newly released video could provide clues in the case of two missing children from Idaho. The video shows what's believed to be the children's mother putting their belongings in storage. Jonathan Vigliotti now with new questions about a million-dollar life insurance policy. Why don't you give us answers? Lori Vallow and her new husband, Chad Daybell, are hiding in plain sight in Hawaii. Her children, 7-year-old JJ and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan, are nowhere to be found. Newly released surveillance video reveals a woman believed to be Vallow along with an unidentified man making trips to this Idaho storage unit just weeks after her kids went missing. Inside, children's clothes, bikes, photos, and a backpack, all reportedly belonging to JJ and Tylee. At one point, the man is seen leaving with a heavy tote bag. Rich Robertson is a private investigator working with JJ's grandparents. If they had expected the kids to be coming home soon, why would that stuff be in the storage? On the other hand, if they didn't think the kids were ever coming back, why keep it? Another piece of the puzzle, the million-dollar life insurance policy on Vallow's ex-husband, Charles. Police say he was killed by Lori Vallow's brother, who then died under suspicious circumstances. Also under investigation, the recent death of Daybell's ex-wife. The couple right. denies any That's wrongdoing. Right. Investigators, including the FBI, have not made any arrests. Well, you can't bring people to justice if all you have are suspicious coincidences. You have to have evidence. And at this point, it's unclear if any DNA evidence was gathered from this site. Police tell me they're now looking into the family's travel history. So far, it's been five months and there has been no clear sign of life or death. Nora. What a story, Jonathan. Thank you. A warning tonight for women who've had high blood pressure and preeclampsia during pregnancy. Researchers at Rutgers found women who were diagnosed with high blood pressure during their first pregnancy were four times more likely to suffer a heart attack or cardiovascular death later in life. Doctors suggest that all women with preeclampsia should be treated for up to five years after giving birth. A record-setting space trip ended today when a Russian Soyuz capsule landed in Kazakhstan. On board was Christina Cook, who just completed the longest-ever mission for a woman. More now from Nikki Batiste. She is out, <laughs> thumbs up, and a huge smile. Her smile said it all, a celebration of an extraordinary moment. Christina, welcome home. Christina Cook made history after 328 consecutive days in space. And liftoff. 
the most ever by a female astronaut. Her 139-million-mile mission I see the connectors on the left. included the first-ever all-female spacewalk. The view I had was straight down a solar array. It was like looking at a skyscraper facing down to the Earth, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. The 41-year-old astronaut's work in orbit will give researchers insight into how weightlessness affects the female body. And I think definitely the thing I'm going to miss the most is being able to do this whenever I want. Um, microgravity is a lot of fun. Among the other lighter moments, there were karaoke nights and pizza parties with the crew. I'm going to need you to move a little closer to me. Christina Cook, a trailblazer. If you do what scares you, you might find just how much you're capable of. Sound advice from a woman who not only left her footprint in space, but also in history. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. And guess what? We'll have the first TV interview with astronaut Christina Cook when she gets back to the U.S. That's next Wednesday, right here on CBS Evening News. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road and tells us why there's a lot more to the story of a man using his wealth to send some deserving kids to college, why he says that gift is really a responsibility. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.